This episode of The Interface, I speak with Luis Reyes, Amphenol PCD product specialist based out of the Pasadena, California Engineering Center. Luis joined Amphenol a few months ago and is quickly getting up to speed on all things Amphenol. We talk about his current work with PCD's in-flight entertainment product line and how different it is from his experience with fiber optic connectors. We talk about how his passion for all things engineering blossomed once he got to college and realize how quickly he took to the concepts of mechanical engineering. And we discuss his Desert Island music, movie, and maybe the most practical book ever for surviving on an island by yourself. This is The Interface. And we're on. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Luis, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on uh, today's podcast episode. And you're out in Pasadena, California, as part of the Military and Aerospace uh, Engineering Center that's out there. Uh, first of all, I know you're pretty new to the organization, to PCD in particular. How long have you been with Amphenol? Uh, sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Sure. Again, it's a real pleasure to be on here. Uh, I've been with Amphenol just a little under three months now. August August 3rd was my start date. So, yeah. uh, you know, about a week, it'll be three months. Got three months of experience under my belt. <laughs> and it's been a wild ride so far. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's a very sink or swim industry. It's very fast paced. And so I was already expecting that coming into this role. Yeah. However, moving from, you know, a privately held company to a giant <laughs> being Amphenol, yeah. it's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of differences and, and uniqueness in, in the environment, but it's, it's awesome. It's a thrill. It's, you know, every day is, you know, very fast paced and uh, having, you know, the technical content uh, kind of thrown around. These are new products that I wasn't really familiar with before. Yeah. My background is actually in fiber optic hardware okay. design. And so, yeah, so my day-to-day -day was uh, fiber optics and circuitry connectors mostly. Now, nothing is fiber, nothing is circuitry in my world. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a pretty different shift. And yeah. uh, yes, so now it's, you know, embedded electronics, uh, digital audio signal, um, you know, so I can dive into the minutiae of things. Sure. And I mean, it, from a, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, so from a, a product portfolio, is it just specific to PCD or do you um, kind of wedge yourself into some of the other divisions of the military and aerospace group? Like, what are you working on specifically? Sure. So, so yeah, so I'm part of the PCD division, but, you know, the Pasadena Technical Center has various other, other divisions in there. Mm -hmm. So we collaborate too. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see what other people are working on. But, yeah, my focus is uh, primarily in the in-flight entertainment okay. systems park. Yeah. So, uh, ex-FiTech, right? So, it used to be uh, Amphenol FiTech, which operated out of New Zealand. Yeah. But we've acquired acquired their, their product line. And uh, two of their engineers who are just absolutely out of this world. You know, yeah. these electronics guys, they're... They're a different breed. And so we have, you know, David Mutton over in our office. He's, you know, tinkering with things, uh, building his own antennas and just doing very, very heavily involved uh, electronics. And it's great because that's actually why I moved into this company and into this role specifically, because my experience with fiber optics, it was very, it was, it was going into just only one direction. And so I understood that, okay, there is a fiber optic aspect to, to these new systems, right? These new systems, they have electrical, they have fiber, you know, they have the whole nine. And so I was learning the fiber optic aspect of it. 
but I knew that the parts that we were connecting to were something completely different, a yeah. whole different animal, you know, active electronics where you actually have, you know, um, optical to electrical conversions. Mm -hmm. And just the idea of that just blew my mind. I, I, I wasn't really aware of these devices, mm -hmm. you know, in college, you learn, you learn physics, you learn, you know, circuits and the theory of it, right? There's yeah. some labs that you pay attention to and, and some you kind of just get through. Uh, but yeah. actually, <laughs> but actually, you know, seeing these devices and not just seeing them, what, uh, seeing them be manufactured mm -hmm. and designed, you know, the design engineers sitting on the other side, uh, designing these, these active devices that are, that are doing just such technical processing in such a compact and uh, device. Right. It, it was just astounding to me. And so I knew, uh, I knew that I needed to one, get comfortable with, with the technology and the industry itself. So interconnects, right? They don't teach you in college what a connector is. They, they teach you more of just the mechanics of how it works. And you kind of got to put those dots together, right? So, so when, it, when it clicked, when I was able to go to work and say, you know what? I am applying my mechanical engineering degree. That felt great. It was fantastic. I, I was literally walking to the office and I was just like, wow, I feel like an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that the four years of it didn't really make me feel like it. It just, it was painful. But, you know, you kind of come into the industry and what I think university did for me was it taught me how to learn. Mm -hmm. And it taught me that I have a passion for, for technology and innovation and what a great time to be alive, right? Because just the way technology is moving today, it's, you know, exponentially increasing in complexity and in capability. And so, um, you know, as I got my experience in fiber optics and, and the interconnect aspects of it, the hardware side, I, I saw this other world that, that I knew I wanted to, to, to get into. Mm -hmm. and, and that was the electrical electronic side. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of set, I kind of like setting, you know, milestones for myself two-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year, uh, it's a little difficult sometimes, but the sure. five-year one, I think, I think I've been able to maintain that. And so I set the goal for myself was, you know what, when I get comfortable with this fiber optic stuff, you know, of course you can spend your whole career as a, as an engineer for fiber optic hardware and fiber optics and, and still not master it all. Right. Oh, yeah. So I realized that, you know what, I, I want to get myself to a level of comfort where I could speak it um, I can understand it, right? I can look at a system and, and see what type of connectors are being used and kind of break it down from there. And I feel that I got to that point, to the, to the point where actually I was even being sent out uh, on customer visits to help customers do troubleshooting, yeah. you know, rework cables and things like that. So that was awesome. And it also kind of helped solidify that, you know what, I, I think I do have a level of, of comfort with, with, this, uh, with this product. And so when I realized that I had two options, which was stay in this fiber optic industry and yeah. then maybe, maybe dive into the other stuff, but it wasn't so sure, or, you know, make a shift over to, to, you know, it had to be a, another company ultimately mm -hmm. where, where I'm working on, on the electrical and, and the more digital stuff. And so that's exactly where I am today. And, and, and I'm really happy and very grateful to have gotten this position. And it's, it's exactly what I had in mind. Like I do a lot of research on my own time. I, I feel like another thing that university taught me is never stop learning. Right. So I would treat work as, you know, you go to work, you are exposed to a lot of material and then 
you can either go home and drink a beer and watch the game and then just kind of try to tackle the next day or get home and study the material and have it make sense. So that way the next day is a little bit easier mm-hmm. and you are a little more effective and a little yeah. more helpful and, you know, it become more valuable in that sense. And so I've just always had a passion for learning. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's a distraction though, because, you know, <laughs> you can Google and end up in these rabbit holes, right? I'm like uh, 30 yeah. tabs deep, yeah. like looking at like signal modulation when my boss just asked me to do the simple task. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you know, kind of got to take a step back. So finding that balance of, um, you know, learning the stuff because I just have a genuine interest for it. And so finding the balance of learning it to the point where, where I'm comfortable to, you know, to speak to it, but also, you know, you got to get your work done, mm-hmm. right? Like in this, in this new role, it's outward facing, customer facing. Um, I'm a product specialist, right? So that title alone kind of, at least in my mind, puts pressure, um, pressure of myself, you know, obviously there's, you know, pressure for to get, to get the job done and things like that. But I put a lot of, a lot of pressure on myself to, to really fill the shoes of the title that you're supposed to do. So if my title says product specialist and I go visit a customer, I'm expected to be, you know, a technical, I'm expected to know, you know, where the product is made. Yeah. The specialist, right. And so, um, you know, a lot of that has to come from just me doing homework on the side and, and it's not like a, like a pain, like it's not painful homework. Like it was back in, back in school. It's, it's, you know, it's a fun learning experience now, especially being able to, to go to the office and apply it right away. Right. You know, I was, I was in there yesterday doing some, some electrical testing, uh, with David again. And it was just, I had to take pictures of this connection. Like he, we had the whole table laid out with just like connections here and there, a power supply here, a load here. And then our unit under test is like this small piece over here, but all this equipment all around it connected to it. And, you know, so you got screens going, you have some programming and it's, it's fascinating to me. This industry just, just really helped serve that for me. Were you always this interested, even at a young age in engineering? I mean, you, you're uh, very, I could tell you're very passionate about this. There's no question. Yeah. I think if I, if I hadn't jumped in there, you would have gone for another 15 minutes talking about how cool <laughs> this stuff is, which is great. But have you always been this way? Have you always been this passionate? You've talked a lot about, you know, university, which, where did you go to school for your degree? I went to the university of California Merced, which okay. it's very unheard of. It's the newest university of the California system. Yeah. You know, it, it was founded in 2005, I believe. So, so new. Oh, wow. And That's so when great. I got there, yeah, yeah I, I, I broke in a bunch of classrooms lab rooms um the dorm where i slept i was the second person to occupy those dorms it was really cool there was a lot of opportunity um it was funny because the the i believe the entire campus had close to my the same amount of students as my high school did mm-hmm. here in the valley and so that's in central california kind of middle of nowhere yeah um so so yeah so that was an interesting opportunity but to answer your question um it's interesting because the answer is, is, is really no, you know, mm-hmm. I, you hear these um, stories of engineers, you know, from a young age, taking things apart, right. putting things together right. or getting into cars. That's a big one. Right. Yeah. I never, I never really kind of went down that route. I was more, I was just obsessed with soccer sports. I was very active, Yeah. you know, running around and doing, th- doing things. And I think a big part of it was because, uh, so my older brother, the reason I'm, I chose engineering is because I have an older brother who's always been my biggest role model, five years older than me. Uh, he's a mechanical engineer. Uh, he's a systems engineer now at, over at NAVC, Port Winnie. Yeah. So he, you know, being the oldest, I think he kind of was pushed 
into that kind of realm of being forced to figure things out. Like, let's say, you know, the signal of the antenna goes out. Hey, Eric, go fix it. You know, my dad would be like, hey, Eric, go fix it. Yeah. You know, so he kind of took, took, that, took that role. And so with him, it kind of developed a little more naturally. And so he, he was always the guy kind of fixing things around the house. And, and I would like kind of, you know, look around, see what he's doing, but never really dove into it. And so I think my passion for engineering, it literally started at university. And I think the reason for that was because I didn't really understand what it was before. It, okay, it, I knew, enough. I knew, I knew it was a career and I knew it was something, you know, big. My, like, again, my brother uh, did engineering. He went to uh, UC Riverside and I visited him a couple of times um, and he would attend these meetings, uh, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, and they would have these little workshops. And so I attended the workshops. So I was like, okay, it's, it's something hands-on. I, I know that much. Mm -hmm. uh, but not until I actually got to university uh, did I realize, you know, okay, like this is, the way I see it is in engineering, it, it, it teaches you how the world works around you. And, right. and that alone just like blew my mind. And I think that's really what sparked it. Right. Um, you know, those, those intro courses. And I actually started off as a computer science engineer major. Okay. So I did one semester of that, you know, coded, hello world. I felt like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> And then, and then comes, and then comes the next semester, you know, they're counting in zeros and ones and yeah, it's just binary. like went over by, yeah, the binary code and it got, it got a little, it's learning a new language. Yeah. And so it, it, I think it was a little, a little out of my, my element. And so that's when I uh, switched over to mechanical and I felt more comfortable, um, you know, apple falls from the tree, how much energy, yeah. <laughs> how much energy did it have when it hit the ground? <laughs> Things sure. that made a little more sense to me. Yeah, so, so the, the passion really stemmed from there. Um, but in, in college, actually, it was interesting, too, because so I went into engineering. Uh, I started taking, you know, you, you do your, your intro math classes. And I was, you know, kind of helping friends out. Uh, we had, like, this general workspace, um, the lounge area. And so we would do problems on the whiteboard. And uh, one of my buddies, he was kind of struggling. And so I was helping him helping him with the math problems. And then little by little, people just kind of started trickling in and trickling in. The next mm -hmm. thing I know, I'm tutoring, you know, twice a week, tutoring everyone on my floor in, in all this, everyone who's in the same math class. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's interesting because, you know, I was never really, you know, that smart student in, in, in high school, like the guy tutoring, I definitely was not that guy. But uh, something about being at that university campus just yeah. really really opened up like, like learning, you know, I started to appreciate learning. And so I started to, to take it more seriously. And so in class, I would pay a lot of attention. Um, I give a lot of credit to, to my calculus high school teacher, because I would hear his voice when, whenever I was learning something like, wait, I actually do remember this, you know, mm -hmm. like you finish a class and you're just like, ah, what, what did I just learn? <laughs> but like down the road, you, you realize, you know, these, these like uh, certain things trigger these memories. Like, okay, I remember this in calculus. And so, and so that's when I felt that I kind of had a, a little bit of a knack for, for the mathematics and the physics and just like the classical mechanics. Yeah. And so that's, it just kind of just, you know, stemmed from there. So you organically kind of found your passion and, yeah, it, and it just yeah. came out on its own and that you're lucky because I am, I am very lucky. <laughs> not a lot of people find that, you know, and they yeah. find it in ways outside of maybe their profession, but mm. you found it. And you're able to use that to, to build a career on, which is, you know, that's, yeah. that's great. That's incredibly lucky. So I could see now why 
you're pretty passionate about the fact that this thing that you were you you clearly found um, as being something you were incredibly interested in uh, when you're an undergraduate. Mm -hmm. That now you get back to that um, as you become part of this technology center at Amphenol mm -hmm. in the Pasadena area. So I I imagine that it's it's in a way like. Oh, yes, I finally get to get back to this where you were originally passionate about the, the mechanical engineering portion of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was I soldered. I built this electrical box uh, last week. I was doing things, um, drilling holes, yeah. you know, like putting things together. And yeah, there's just something about that. Like it's very it's very captivating. Like I, I can get lost in just like, you know, tinkering with the things. And and that's the you know, I, I look back and I'm just like, you know, I wish I would have kind of. I wonder why I, as, as a younger, you know, as a younger me, I, I didn't, I wasn't drawn to these things. You know, I had, I had like bikes, you know, bicycles, things, those are things, mechanical things that you can work on, sure. you know, but it just, it just never really, I guess I never really noticed it. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and so, so of course university like really was, was that, that turning point where, where it, it showed me what, where my passions lied, which, which is in engineering and ingenuity. Just for people who don't know, I mean, you're part of the Pasadena Engineering Office, which is a, a new engineering center that the Military and Aerospace Group opened up out there uh, a couple of years ago to make sure that we had a balance in the United States as far as where our representation was. Obviously, we're very yeah. Northeast-centric and Northeast-heavy with, you know, Sydney, right. New York and Nashua, New Hampshire and Beverly, Massachusetts and so on and right. so forth and wanted to have more representation out in the West Coast and opened right. up an Go office initiative. <laughs> right and opened up an mm. office in Pasadena just briefly talk a little bit I know you've only been there for a couple months but just talk a little bit about uh, if you could about the Pasadena engineering office for the military and aerospace group sure yeah it's it's a it's a it's a technology center for sure it, it, it fits the name yeah. it's it's very modern I love the layout we have the desks that can actually move up and down I thought yeah. that was really cool <laughs> and we have you know a lot of equipment like I said I was in I was in there soldering they have a 3d printer they have they have a, a, a lot of um, they have all the necessary tools for building prototypes for building demos for customers and mm -hmm. just really really letting you know that creativity flow uh, amongst engineers and then on top of that you know I love the fact that it's different divisions within the same space too, right. because sometimes I'll look, I'll just look over and kind of see what someone, someone else is working on, you know, like a, a, a really cool SOLIDWORKS model over there. And then I was just like, you know, just naturally like, Hey, like, what are you working on? And I find out it's for like, um, you know, these fiber optics used in medical applications. Right. Like, Whoa, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, yeah. you know, the guy just sitting right there is working on this really cool stuff. So I think the, it's a, it's a great collaboration center. Unfortunately, yeah. obviously due to COVID, it's, you know, I haven't really seen the full specs of it, but sure. based on, you know, the way the lab is <laughs> very used up, you, you could tell that there, there's some, yeah. there's some great stuff that was done there. You know, on the whiteboard, you see these like, you know, pretty much new designs being developed and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it's definitely a, a creative like hub where, where I think some great things are going to come out of there. Yeah, so to yeah, be clear, so it's, already have. it's not a manufacturing location, so you're not in there building parts. Uh, you guys <laughs> are, in essence, an, an, an extension uh, and a separate arm, if you will, of the engineering facilities that are built within the divisions all around North America. Um, and you guys yeah, act that, in, as an extension mm -hmm. of that and hopefully an enhancement of that 
in order yeah. to do new product development, new technology development mm. to get to the market quicker and also to act mm. as a, a West Coast hub for support throughout the group. Yeah, absolutely. Because, Did I explain I mean, that well know, enough? Did I do that well enough? Okay. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no. Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, there's no, we're not building production parts there, right? right. We don't have like an assembly line, but um, the fact that we are able to, to build prototypes, uh, 3D, part, 3D print parts, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, yeah, like you, like you said, an extension, a collaboration center. And um, of course, a central location for for uh, you know Amphenol to to support these these West Coast companies because I mean you know there's so many we have you know over in El Segundo area they call it Space Park yeah know, like yeah. The SpaceX the Northrop Grumman the Raytheon all of the whole nine right and as far as my division goes uh, IFE uh, there are the, the three big um, manufacturers there you know here located here too in, in Southern California mm -hmm. and so having that local support um, you know one, one of one of their Project managers actually specifically said, you know, having you guys locally is a huge plus for us. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, I think, um, you know, the idea of that, of that office is, is definitely going to be fulfilled um, because the right people are in there. It's a really good group of, of people that are in there. The support that I got right away, um, you know, everyone is accessible. Everyone if they don't know the answer, they can point me to the right answer. And, sure. and me being, and I've been able to be of help to others too, which feels great too. You know, yeah. it's, it's a great collaboration center. Obviously there's a, there's a travel restriction right now. I imagine you're probably chomping at the bit to get to actually see Amphenol PCB <laughs> and some of the manufacturing and meet with the people for a while. I mean, it's right, one thing to do people. it like you and I are doing, but uh, to actually get into Beverly, yeah. Massachusetts, for example, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure you're, you're dying to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, before, before I joined, um, uh, my manager, John Whitaker, who mm -hmm. is fantastic and he's been, he's been a very great, um, very great manager and, and a lot of help, you know, kind of transitioning me in and, and I feel very comfortable working with him. He's a really smart guy, yeah, very John's knowledgeable great. with the yeah. market. Yeah. 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 I definitely have a lot to learn from him. Um, but one thing he mentioned, you know, um, while I was hiring on, he was like, Oh, you know, like, Typically, I would be sending you to France next week, but yeah. unfortunately, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and, um, and obviously the, the Beverly team as well, right? Yeah. My team, yeah. who, who I've only met, you know, through email. Because one day to the next, they're getting emails from a random guy on the West Coast. Like, hey, yeah. can you work on this? And who's this Louis so, guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting, you know, like transitioning into a new job is, has its own challenges. But then you throw COVID in the mix. And yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been a unique experience, but, but I'll say, you know, just roll with the punches. Right. And, and the team has just been, you know, so helpful and, and understanding. And, um, yeah, I, I feel I'm, I'm very grateful to, to have joined this team. It's, it's a really, really awesome team. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll, uh, you know, one final work question for you then is, you know, now that you've been a part of Amphenol for a few months, I know it's not a long time and, and unfortunately you haven't, you haven't really experienced the full, the full Amphenol experience yet, but just from your limited time, I mean, how have you felt so far? How has it been compared to, you know, other jobs that you've had before? Sure. So uh, one thing that I realized right away is, is the level of expertise mm -hmm. that exists in, in Amphenol. You know, I, everyone I talk to has 10 years minimum in the industry and it's yeah. like, you know, these are 
some real experts and like just the way they talk about the market yeah. and like market trends and forecasting is it's, it's amazing. And, and uh, I think in the past, I kind of, I, I had a mentor who, who had, you know, his like 15 plus years of experience, but ultimately I've, where I come from is it's a majority was a young, it was a young group, you know? Um, so we were all kind of learning together and it, it, it was interesting, you know, it's, it's a, so kind of moving into, into a space where, where the answers are just more definite and like mm-hmm. definitive. And, you know, like if I ask a question, like the answer that I get is not like, well, I think it might be this and I like, go research this is, Oh, okay. Yeah. Here, this A, B, and C, this is why, like, mm-hmm. you know, we know this from past trends and breakdown of the history. And I think just the knowledge at this company is it, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. Definitely both market technical, you know, on the business side, the whole nine, it's, it's, it's been really, really impressive. No, it's great. That's great to hear. We're happy to have you, of course. So (laughs) let me, we'll get away from the work stuff here for a second. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. So this may be the most (laughs) nervous uh, you'll be, or maybe not. Maybe you'll enjoy this. Um, I throw you, uh, you're unfortunately stuck on a deserted Island. Okay. By Uh yourself. I feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're not talking uh, figuratively right now, uh, but uh, well, actually we are. So I, you're stuck there. You can bring one album or one artist with you. Okay. One album with you. What would it be? You know, this, this came as a surprise to my previous manager, but I absolutely love classical music. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Maybe anything with a classical violin. Okay. <laughs> I think I think that'll keep me sane. <laughs> That's a great answer. As long as it's keeping yeah. you sane, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And of course. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sneak a Beatles album in there, of course. Okay. You know. So which one? Just out of <laughs> Rock curiosity. Out to it. One Beatles album. I know. It's like asking to pick one favorite kid if you have like seven <laughs> kids. <laughs> out of like seven kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Ooh, that is a tough one. Yeah. But I guess I just have to go with Abbey Road. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a great one. The last one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. How about a book? What book would you bring? So, as far as reading goes, I don't read as much as I would like to. I just, my attention cannot stay focused on a book too much. Well, I, if you have 30 I, I enjoy... tabs open researching uh, things at night <laughs> yeah. in your oh, free time. So in that case, yeah, in that case, I think I would bring my physics book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could learn how to no, cut down I know, coconuts I know this, and, uh, and move rocks and, <laughs> and yeah, to make sure yeah, the apple falls not too hard. Yeah, no, no, you know, it's it's. I, I know it sounds a little strange, and I've and I've tried. You know, I, I love the I love the build your success yeah. books. You know, the the seven uh, seven habits of highly effective people. You yeah. know, those, those types of motivational motivational books. But honestly, like I just, I just keep coming back. Like my, my true passion is, is like whether it's reading, uh, if, if it's reading or it's like learning, it's, it's technology and, and mm. science. Okay. Yeah, and and that's really what, um, what I enjoy. Yeah, even reading. Yeah, like I still have some of my my college books. You know, like um, you know, some like engines class that I took, my heat transfer books, and I'll just crack them open every once in a while when, uh, I just kind of want to. I guess that's my, I guess, yeah, I guess that's my reading. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Now, if, if I also then gave you access to have one movie, what would that movie be? Oh, probably Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. 
Okay, you threw me in a curveball there at the end. <laughs> Here you are with classical music, physics, textbooks, and Forrest Gump. <laughs> you know, I love that movie because it has it has like a personal feel to it too. Yeah. Uh, growing up, we like with the family, my me, my brother, my cousins, we used to just watch that movie on repeat and and crack jokes to each other, right? Run, Forrest, run, <laughs> and, you know, do the whole nine, and so. That, yeah, that that movie has a special place in my heart. <laughs> so, that's, and and that, it's, and it's that, long enough where you know if I don't want to finish it this day, I'll continue <laughs> it the next day and forget the first half, and I could just keep watching it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we always <laughs> learn something about people when I hear these answers. That's why I love doing this. I know it's kind of a corny <laughs> premise, but it's fun to do. So that's yeah. great. So Luis, I again, I just want to thank you for doing this today. Um, appreciate you taking time out of your. Um, technology researching day uh, for AFL-PCD <laughs> out in Pasadena. I hope all is well there. Um, I wish you and the team, uh, everyone there, uh, the best of luck in the next few months. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And thanks again for having me.